Welcome to Let's Talk Social. My name is Rich Hake, and I'm going to be diving into all things social media marketing from tips and tricks that you guys can try to trends that you can implement on your page. We're here to help you navigate the ever-changing world us marketers go through. Join me as I discuss some of the impact that social media has had on our businesses to build better brand strategies to improve sales. Let's hop in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. We are going to try to keep it short today, but we're going to be going over email marketing. And you'll also notice if you're watching on YouTube, the video that we're using here, uh, this will be our last episode in this podcast office, uh, the studio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to be dedicating an entire room to this at uh, the Alpha office. We're going to have two desk setups up there so we can actually do guests in person. So Good things coming there. Look out for those exciting changes. But like I said, today we're going to be going over email marketing. So I'm just going to hop right into it. We're going to go over kind of a couple reasons why email marketing, why I think you should try to start it, the benefits it has for businesses. And if you're already doing it um, or want to start it, I'm going to go over kind of some of the benefits and uh, ways that I kind of recommend to get started. So the the big things that I wanted to mention for why you should maybe consider email marketing is that there are 4 billion daily email users and 99% of email users check their inbox every single day with some checking up to 20 times per day. And of those people, 58% of them will check their email first thing in the morning. So that means 99% of people with an email address check it on a daily basis. And a lot of them will check in the morning and 20% of retail e-commerce, consumer goods, and services companies will personalize their emails to their customers, which means that you can actually, this is like a more customized way of email marketing. Now you can do these uh, specific ways of targeting inside of Facebook, but that would typically require a little bit bigger of a budget because every time you split off uh, one audience segment, you've got to divvy out campaign spend for that as well. So the nice kind of thing about, or another nice thing about the email marketing is that for the same flat monthly rate, you can create multiple audience segments and then have it set up uh, with personalization tokens, which we'll go over those a little bit here in a second. And it's just a very dynamic customer experience. So uh, another cool thing is that one in five email campaigns are not actually typically optimized for mobile. So if you are going to start, we're going to want to make sure that we're optimizing for mobile there. 80% of web traffic is done via a mobile device. So remember, we're always trying to optimize for mobile. Uh, but that's another reason to start, um, in my opinion, is because if you are optimizing for mobile, and right now only one in five uh, people are optimizing for mobile, then we kind of have a way to differentiate ourselves from a lot of the market. We could be one of the uh, one in the five, you know what I mean? So um, something else is... Your audience will reward you with higher open and click rates if you don't send more than five newsletters per week. So that kind of gives you a gauge of the maximum amount that you would want to send out. So if you're subscribed to any email list right now currently, then you would probably be aware of those kind of the bigger spenders with the uh, efforts on the email campaign. So you might get like a daily thing from Target versus, you know, some little mom and pop store here in your city may only send out one per month. So we're going to go over kind of how often and everything too. But um, I think that's just another uh, cool thing is that it doesn't take a whole t a whole lot of work and a lot of it can be automated. So that's another reason why um, I think that you should try it out. So 
one of the first things that you're going to figure out when you go to do this is what platform do I choose to do this? Like what software or program do I need to buy or subscribe to in order to start email marketing for my business? A lot of them go on a subscription model. They want that monthly recurring income as we all know and love. So um, we are going to be looking kind of uh, not at any individual platforms, but I'm going to tell you some of the benefits behind why you should choose a platform for yourself, and I'll let you kind of decide. Now, it does seem to be that MailChimp is the most popular overall, and I've used MailChimp in the past. They've been in the game for a long time there. Um, so you can start with MailChimp if you'd like, but the biggest thing I'd recommend is probably trying to get on a trial basis. Um, some of the other ones like Klaviyo, uh, that's another one that they'll even do like where a rep will contact you and then give you a live demo of it. Um, obviously, it's a sales tactic, but you can at least, without kind of getting any skin in the game, see how the software works and do all of that. Now, another thing would just be go on YouTube. If you're going to look up like uh, uh, instructional videos and tutorials on how to use some of the platforms, I would at least give you an insight as to what it looks like. Okay, so MailChimp is where I would say to start, though. If you use a CRM like HubSpot or any of those kinds of things, they normally have them built in. So you might check some of the current softwares you're using. Uh, one thing when you're looking, when you're shopping for these email platforms, personalization tokens and the open rate reporting is huge. So if you don't know what a personalization token is, you can have it set up to where the subject line could say, um, it would be like personalization token, first name, and then comma, let's hop into summer fun or something like that. And so what it would do is it would pull the first name of the person into that subject line of the email and it would personalize it for each and every person. So for me, it would say, Rich, hop into summertime or whatever it is. And so that's kind of what I was getting at earlier with you can do this personalization for the people uh, to a level of where you're saying their first name, last name, their phone number, you know, you can collect maybe their birthday. That's a huge thing. So you can collect all of these uh, data points on customers and then personalize the emails automatically to be able to do that. So personalization tokens is a huge thing when shopping for one of these email marketing softwares. And then the open rate reports is the other that I really uh, want people to focus on. And so the open rate reporting will basically tell you which all of most all of them will do this, but it's the, for me, it's just kind of like an accuracy thing, but it will tell you when they open the email. So like what time, how many times they've opened it. So like all, so it might say like 6.50 a.m., 7.15 a.m., 7.20 a.m. And so you'd be like, okay, so this customer keeps opening this email. So this one maybe had a little bit better content, whatever it is. So it gives you insight that you don't normally get. And so being able to see that stuff is huge. Um, the drag and drop editors is also pretty standard nowadays, but those are really big for uh, people that are doing this themselves. And if you're really wanting something that's not only intuitive, but pretty quick in terms of speed and everything. I think that having a drag and drop editor inside of the email thing is pretty big. And what you can basically do is look at other people's emails or find templates throughout the software you're using and kind of use those as starting points so that you can design inside of that, uh, that layout or template. Um, speed is in, that's a perfect hand into my next note I put down, which is speed is everything when creating these, since there is kind of, um, it's not that there's like a lot to be done on like a daily basis, but it is over the course of a year, there's a lot of actual volume that you'll be processing in terms of the number of emails sent out. Say if you get to two per week, then it's going to be over a hundred emails a year where you're going to be 
dragging things in, putting in discounts in, tagging products, doing the personalization tokens. It can become a pretty big task if you are not careful with the one you choose. And, and so if it doesn't have something like a drop, drag and drop editor and you're having to manually do everything, um, then you're going to you know lack in speed. One other really cool thing is, and this will be the last one, um, is A and B testing. So if you're not familiar with split testing or A and B testing, it is essentially you'll run, um, let's say we have an audience of all of your customers, you split it right in half and you would send email A, maybe it's um, it's talking about like denim jeans or something. I'm just going to act like this is a product-based business. Say it's talking about denim jeans and on this email, you basically use a ton of photos and it's just a couple call to actions with like maybe a discount off or something. And that's email A and then to the same group basically, but the other half of the customer audience segment, you could do email B where you maybe only use one main image, a paragraph of text, and then a call to action there. And then so you would send those out and then you would look at the open rates. You would look at the number of things clicked on inside the email, which one actually turned into more sales. And then you can figure out which one was the more effective method, adjust, alter, and then move forward from there. So that is what split testing is. You essentially just run two different things to the same audience, sometimes even the same people. Normally we split them um, to figure out what's the most effective thing. So especially if you have like um, your customer base is maybe split pretty close to like 60-40 male-female or 50-50 male-female, you might want to start differentiating um, out like not only just the emails that are going out to the men and the women, but to test which type of emails to the men and to the women work best because it could be different. So you could do split testing to figure that out. And some of these um, email softwares have split testing built in. So they'll even give you like a report of how the split testing went and who won the fight basically uh, between the two things. So that's the big thing with which platform to choose. And I'm going to wrap it up as quick as I can here to the end of how often should you be sending emails? That's a really big question to get asked all the time. It's like one of the first things uh, that people need to know when they're going to start all of this. And I think one of the first things to probably look at when you're going to be determining how often to send out emails is if you're selling services or products and then how many of those services are a lot harder to market via email just because there typically aren't as many of a number of services uh, and like a list of services for businesses um, as there are like maybe a whole product list. So like my business, for instance, offers maybe 30 services, whereas a online store could have 10,000 products, right? So with having 10,000 products, there's not only more content and more things to be sent out, but just um, there's also typically better margins and just discounts can be given um, and larger discounts can be given on products. So typically the product-based uh, emails are easier and um, it's a lot of that lends to us being, a, you know, you can discount the, the products more, like I said, and then there's also more things to pull from. Um, if you had, could imagine for a second, you know, if you're a lawn care business and you have four services, you're probably not going to send out an email to all of your customers about, you know, the just general mowing the lawn or whatever it is, because that's probably what most of your customers are already on. And, you know, you, there's no point in doing that. So that would, it would make a lot more sense to do, say, a lawn care business once a month. Whereas if it's an online store with 10,000 products, you might need one or two times per week. And so that kind of is like simply said, but um, I think another thing to help you determine how often would be if you give discounts a lot, if you're if you're able to give discounts. So if you do something like 
introductory offers. That's not going to be really good for an email list because you've already captured these people's email. Um, if you're doing something where it's like a repurchase on something or it's like try if you're it's an upsell to another product, and you're able to discount that that can work really well. And if you're like a really large online shop, you might do like 20% off of all summer or buy one, get one half off, like that kind of stuff you can do for a week, week's time and then turn it off. Those are really effective. So if you're, I think you can kind of deduce what I'm getting at here, but like basically if you're service-based, typically there's not as many emails going out. And if you have products, there's typically more. Um, I would say if you do have a lot of ongoing promos and good products, start with maybe weekly emails and then, or bi-weekly even, and then you can bump that up to one to three per week after a couple months and you get comfortable with it and you've learned like the reporting and everything. And if you don't have deals too often and it's more evergreen pricing, service-based, that kind of stuff, um, I'd say once a month is probably a good starting point. And if the reporting does lend to like positive numbers, it's showing that it's successful, then you can bump it up and try that out. So the very last thing that you have to remember, and this is at the end, but if you stuck around, then good um, nugget of information to remember here. Big thing to remember, the line between being helpful and informative versus annoying is a very thin line. So just remember, too many emails is going to basically spike an unsubscribe rate. It'll report that to you as well. So if you, say, make that leap from one per week and you go to three all of a sudden and then your unsubscribe rate goes from like 6% to 15, you might want to consider what's going on there. Now, if your sales goes up 8x, but you only, you know, your <laughs> uh, unsub rate goes up 2x, then it may be worth the trade-off. So, and this is things that we look at for our clients, right? Like you have to be watching the reporting on many different fronts so that you can make educated decisions. Just because one um, thing like unsubscribe rates, for instance, if that starts increasing, that doesn't necessarily mean that the books and the revenue are going to decrease. So be looking around, watch all that stuff. Remember it's a thin line between informative and annoying. So be informative, give good value and hopefully some good discounts. Uh, add me to your email list. If you want me to see anything on there, I have no big deal with that. Uh, it's just rich at alpha social dot media. You can say I subscribed and, uh, maybe shoot me an email and tell me so I can kind of look out for those and start maybe giving you some feedback if you'd like it. So thank you guys for listening and we'll roll the outro. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Rich Hake with Alpha. If you have any questions about today's topic or if you want me to talk more in depth about a different topic, let me know in the comments down here below or wherever you're watching this. You can DM us on Instagram at Let's Talk Social Pod or you can send me an email directly at Let's Talk Social Podcast at gmail.com. We'll have another episode coming soon for you guys. Have a social day.